Welcome to the Higher Ed Demand Gen Podcast, helping higher education marketing leaders share knowledge about learning, strategies, and tactics that are relevant today. See what you can learn today by listening to one of our episodes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Higher Ed Demand Gen Podcast, hosted by Concept3D. If you like our content, please follow and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you're listening to us. And if you're on Apple, please drop us a comment. Love to hear your thoughts. My name is Shiro Tori, and I am your host today. And today, I'm really excited to talk about saving the world through agriculture and making your college stand out. For the conversation, I'm very excited to have Tim Semt join us today. Tim is the Digital Communications Director at Cornell University College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. I actually got to attend his session at HiEd Web earlier this year in Buffalo, New York on Force for the Trees, Growing Your Evergreen Content Strategy. So that's how I connected with Tim. I was like, hey, this, I really like that topic. So I reached out. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thanks, Shiro. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. As well. And I ask all my guests this. Tell me what you love about higher ed. Uh, I think ultimately what I like about higher ed is that it has uh, good outcomes. <laughs> I like the idea that I'm working for an organization or even a, a field in which I'm helping people learn ultimately. Like even if I'm not teaching, even if I'm not doing that, it's great to be a part of something that's really about just making the world a better place through giving people knowledge mostly. Absolutely. I, I would counter that and say you definitely are teaching people because <laughs> you're the teller, you're the uh, distribu distributor of information. So that's true. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Maybe not in the classroom, but right. yeah, in one way or another. Um, great. Well, can you tell us a little bit more about your role uh, with the college and Cornell as a whole as well? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm, a, I'm basically the digital communications director for CALS. And that includes pretty much me overseeing their large website system, which is uh, like a core site, but then about 60 other uh, department websites uh, and a couple of sites that are part of different campuses and all that stuff. So it's a pretty large Drupal system, uh, but it's a shared website. Like it's one single website. It's not. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's like basically so we can share all of our content across the entire ecosystem instead of you know, basically compartmentalizing anything. So, um, and then my team works really closely with university relations, which is the central Cornell group, as well as Cornell IT, which is the more technology technology side of, of Cornell, just to basically implement things. And, um, we work really closely with them as far as stories go editorially. Um, my team, the bigger team does a lot of that work, but because I'm mostly focused on the web. So, but I'm the one who facilitates all that stuff getting to the web, basically. So. Great. And I, I know we'll probably be referencing cows a lot uh, today, but cows is College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. Is that Correct. Right? Yes. And cows is like our big brand that we did a brand exercise right before I started working there about five years uh -huh. ago. And that's what came out of that was the cows, C-A-L-S. Um, sometimes people think you're saying cows, which is fine because, <laughs> because we have a lot of cows, so it's, it's okay to say cows too, but yeah. I, when we, in our intro call, I actually did think you said cows. So, <laughs> <laughs> but a quick Google search and 
Cal's C-A-L-S did come up. So you got your SEO on point as well. That's what I've been, I've been working on that. So (laughs) that's fantastic. Great. Well, you know, I made a bold statement earlier on saying saving the world, right? Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about what Cal's is doing and uh, why I made that bold statement? (laughs) Uh, Sure. Yeah. We, uh, most of our researchers and faculty and uh, we do a lot of extension, which is the outreach into communities, et cetera. Um, almost all that work is an effort to improve food science, improve agriculture, improve even applied economics, all kinds of things across the world to help better, uh, basically facilitate food to people ultimately and more food and better food and all that stuff. So, uh, ultimately we're trying to. And I, I should not let out biology, like basically basic sciences and stuff like that. We do a lot of in that space, which leads to uh, stuff, even more stuff, you know, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, we all, that's basically what all of our researchers are trying to do, basically improve the world. That's why our uh, brand is life changing, which, you know, life changing right. because of sciences. <laughs> and. I, I learned in our prior conversation a, a fun fact about cow apples, and, and now it, I should maybe say cow fruits because uh, there's a lot behind this, right? Can you tell us more about the cow apples and the fruits? Yeah, so we we are responsible for 283, when last totaled, um, fruit varieties. So we've created 283 fruit varieties and 59 wine grape varieties that are used mm-hmm. all around the world. Um, and so like, that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, we're doing plant science, all kinds of things that really sort of change agriculture and the life sciences for everybody as much as possible. So it's a lot of fruits, Shiro. Like, I don't even know if I can think of 283 fruits, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I think you mentioned like a majority of the apples consumed in the U S are from one of those 200. Yeah. So yeah. Um, fruits that you've that have come from the cows, right? They are our researchers. Yeah, somewhere along the line, somebody combined something with something, and there's a lot of plant pathology and plant breeding, etc. And and part of your role is communicating some of that amazing research and science behind cows, right? What is uh, the relationship like working with? the actual research team or the research that comes out and then your website and distribution channels, what does that all look like? Because you can't, you have to get the word out too. You can't just do the research itself. So I'm curious how you go about that. And we're really lucky to, uh, Cornell Cows is really lucky because we have um, researchers who tend to be pretty excited about getting their work out into the world and Mm -hmm. they tend to be very willing to work with us, which is great. So usually what happens is somebody somewhere at the college, which is pretty big, we have um, like 4,000 undergraduate students and 350 or so faculty members. And then we have a whole extension group of people who are reaching out to the communities, doing education there. But they, um, somebody comes to us and says, I have this really cool thing, or I heard this cool thing from somebody. Um, we have a person on our team, her name's Brynn, and she, actively seeks out like what the details are, if it's something we really want to focus our efforts on. She does a lot of that work between um, 
our team and the central university relations team, if they want it, they can do a lot of that work. Um, but we're always involved in that whole process. And then when, if they produce something, whether they produce something or whether we produce something, we loop it through our website. So everything comes back through me at some point in some way, shape or form. And then my team, uh, works together to try and figure out what we want to do with certain stories. We do a couple things where we have, uh, some bigger stuff that we work on every year. Um, and actually comp like sort of clump that all together into actual larger campaigns, which we drive out to very specific sources. So there's a social aspect almost always for those there's, um, we've, we actually just started some paid advertising piece to see if we could drive some more interest into those stories. And these are the big ones like, you know, mm -hmm. climate change and the stuff where we're really trying to impact how the world works kind of stuff. Um, the next, mm -hmm. the last one was um, agri-food systems, where you're talking about like what the whole system of getting agricultural foods to the people looks like and, and how we can streamline that and make it more efficient and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, the website is the primary tool to drive people to that information, which has been pretty much handpicked by us and our, my team. That's fantastic. And in you know, you said you started some paid advertising. What is like the ultimate goal of, of driving more viewership? You know, I mean, you want to get your research out there for people, but is it also to elevate the brand of cows or Cornell as a whole? Is there a strategic initiative behind all this as well, or, or a goal you're trying to reach? Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, it is primarily about improving. It, it's primarily about delivering the information and then secondarily about making sure people understand that Cornell cows is based the leader in that space and that we're, we want people to join us. That's a big piece of how Cornell cows works is we want interaction. We want collaboration. Um, our, our college is very collaborative across all of our disciplines. So to ask other people around the world to join us is kind of a primary goal. Um, the paid advertisement piece is a little bit more of a, um, let's see if we can get in front of the right people. Uh, and a lot of those people are other researchers and people who we want to collaborate with. Uh, so we did, a, we've done a couple little tiny pieces, so it's not a lot of money, but it, it was enough to get some extra, uh, um, distance out of the last thing that we did. And it helped inform what we're going to do next. We have another big thing coming up, which I'm not going to, I'm not going to scoop my team on, but, um, <laughs> Yeah. So we have a next one that we kind of took all the learnings from what we just did and trying to reapply right. them. That's awesome. Uh, and I'm sure it's, it's taken a while to create this high performing uh, website or, or distribution channel. Like what, what were some steps, key steps you took to make sure, like you said, the whole website is on Drupal. So it's easy to share links across. Um, what are some other things that you've done to make it an easier process? Well, that's, I mean, that was the key component because our, okay. our site used to be many, many, many sites in lots of domains and stuff. So mm -hmm. our authority was terrible. You know, the core site had a pretty good authority, but the rest of our departments had nothing. Since we relaunched the site, which was in 2019, we've pretty much like increased our authority by, I don't remember, uh, now it's like probably 20 points and um, our traffic is up. 300% or something crazy like that, because 
what we do is we have a couple core central um, applications like people and articles and events and stuff like that, but they can be shared pretty much universally across the system. So even if somebody's coming in through animal science, they might see a related event for plant science because those two teams sometimes work together. So, um, you know, you're going to get that hit and that hit, and it's going to elevate the event itself or something like that. So that our main, my main goal for building the site, the way it's built is to try and distribute, um, authority across the whole site and raise it up all the way. And we, and we have a couple groups that, um, and I mentioned them, one of them in, uh, my talk, which was New York state integrative pest management, which is, mm -hmm. um, they get some of our biggest hits because they talk about, you know, ticks and bed bugs and things no one wants to have in their house. So they have a lot of really high performing per pages that we want to try to loop people in and get them, you know, attached. That's fantastic. And yeah, yeah speaking about your session, I, I was able to attend in person. Uh, this session was called Forest for the Trees, Growing Your Evergreen Content Strategies. Uh, can you share some like key takeaways from your your session? I know we don't have enough time to cover them all, but I think my my biggest learning for myself while I was doing doing the research for it was uh -huh. what what I determined what I previously thought evergreen content was and what I walked away with understanding what evergreen content was. And while they overlap a little bit, there there really is a big difference. Like uh, it has been my my sort of like experience that when people talk about evergreen content in higher ed, especially they're talking about like the admissions page and the home page and these top level pages that mm -hmm. talk about the institution and they want to make sure that somehow people understand the institution and that's elevated and stuff like that. And while that's true, your actual evergreen content is the content that people just keep coming back to over and over again for whatever reason, SEO is high or, or, mm -hmm. um, or it just has that it has that niche audience that just can't get enough of it, you know. And so for us, weirdly enough, there's these two very specific places where we get this massive amount of traffic. One of them is this. Um, I'm not even going to say it because I I know I'm going to say it wrong. Even though even though the faculty member who's responsible for it has told me how to say it several times, <laughs> it's a, it's a basically a microorganism section of our website which is really detailed on this specific microorganism uh -huh. and it must be used in somebody's uh, somebody's science class or something somewhere because it gets these math, like teenagers hit it all year long. It's this crazy thing. And, um, and that's one. And then the pests like, you know, tick the uh, spotted lantern fly and the, you know, that kind of stuff. We're seeing so much hit, so much traffic there. That's really where, uh, while I was doing this research, I said, oh, I should start focusing some of my real attention on like, how do we elevate other content on those specific pages? Because they're getting right. all this traffic and we're, we're like seeing these other things that are related, not nearly get anything at all. So that's, that's, that's the main takeaway for me. But then also we, we used some of that to, um, to implement changes on the homepage which we uh, we've recently done a whole GA4 redesign of our our sort of underlying structure, so okay. we could track a lot of that, which was really essential for like 
the last few months, like trying to really understand how our homepage works and who's coming there so that we can then deliver that back to the people who are constantly saying, but what about me or whatever, you know? Right. Uh, comment on the, what about me, uh, topic is, I think you mentioned like in your, in your uh, session about like reducing the noise and the cooks in the kitchen. Um, yeah. how do you actually like, do you, how do you actually like refute that or, or talk against it? Do you come back with data and say, Hey, like, you know, people actually like, they're looking up these ticks. They're not actually looking up your, you know, your piece of article that you wrote. Like, how do you go about navigating those conversations? That's exactly what we're doing. I have, uh, over the last like five years, especially built some really good relationships across the entire college with faculty, especially and the, the people who okay. do the work in those organizations. So when I come to them now, they know I'm not sort of coming at them hot and angry, you know, uh, right. We got asked by a lot of our internal work groups to um, the, specifically the like administrative groups to represent them on the homepage. We found out, we put very specific links up there to see how much engagement they would get. And, you know, not totally surprising to me, but to them, they really didn't get any traction at all. And so now we have that data, which, you know, at this point has been running for three months, four months that, you know, people don't don't want that on the homepage. That's not what they want. So now we can retailer the homepage again to really address the precise groups that we know are coming there and give them more CTAs so that we can track exactly where they're going. And um, that's going to elevate like the ability for us to update those pages, right? That, that okay. content, because it's clear that's evergreen content too. We know they're coming to it. That's great. I, it reminds me of an exercise we do at Concept 3D too, is uh, we look at all our blog posts on a monthly basis and, you know, look at any outliers of, of top performers and, and if they're not pages, we've added extra CTAs to like, we'll go in and add extra CTAs and uh, make sure that they're relevant and we're providing like a next step from that page or an opportunity to learn more about the same topic or something. So yeah, that's great. That's what, that's what, that's like my pie in the sky dream. That's what, like <laughs> giving like, you know, everybody at least three choices and seeing which one works, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So I think another interesting thing you pointed out in your, in your session was that like, uh, I think you call it program finding, but you made the, the degrees, programs, majors a lot easier to find on the cows page. Um, how's that going for you? Really crazy. Well, so we had a, a, before we migrated, we were in Drupal 7. So before we migrated over to Drupal 8, mm -hmm. everything was like uh, spread out all across the system. There was no centralized place. There was like a, a bulleted list, link list, you mm -hmm. know, like just of like, here's some stuff. And it didn't have, it wasn't tagged, no taxonomy, no so anything to really help sort it out. So we built this very specific thing, which we call the program finder in, and it's, and the whole point to building it was to prove to the, the people throughout the college that people are coming through the core website to find their programs. And if we give them this tool where they can actually sort through and, and sort of pick them as they go, we're going to see that they're not going up to the department site as much until they've gone through that, which is what we've proven. And mm. the amount of engagement we get, even in the department sites, uh, we have one department, um, 
where I think they they were notoriously uh, under engaged with, mm-hmm. uh, but they are kind of one of our more important departments. And when we finally moved them into the system and built them up in this particular way, they're, uh, <laughs> they they asked what we could do because they were getting too many submissions and too much interest and and their like their engagement on the website went up i want to say 500% or something like that wow. like they went from getting about uh 50 to 100 engagements to like 300 engagements and they like actual people reaching out and saying hey i want to know more about this program and so it's a very small program so it was kind of a huge hit to them, but it was also like, yeah, because the website's finally working for you as opposed to like hiding you away in this weird mm-hmm. place, you know? So that's, that's fantastic. And I mean, that's all demand that was already there. That's just, you're just capturing it better because you created a better system for it, which I think is one key thing. If I walk away from this conversation today is like having your systems connected or centralized is from a web, uh, web positioning standpoint is, really key to making sure you're, you're creating the right capture demand capture engine. Yeah, definitely. And, and one of the big sales for like one of the big pieces for me is, is just making sure everyone, I have a big organization. So just making sure you're like making sure everybody understands that we're doing this together and it's not my ego that's feeding it. It's, it's the hope that you get as many people, like the more we work together, the better we're going to get out of this, I think. That's great. Uh, if you had to tell someone just like top three tips to create a high performing homepage for higher ed, like what would, what would you tell them? Uh, pick what you think is important. Give people a clear CTA to that and track it. And after a month, you're going to be able to see if you were right or wrong. <laughs> And in two two cases we were very right, and in one case we were very wrong. So it was good to it was good to be able to look at that data and say, oh yeah, it, it didn't work the way I thought it was going to work. So yeah, so yeah, it's it. it's really important to track stuff. If you have not built in a good um, analytics strategy, like start there. Start with start with trying to understand why people are clicking on, or what people are clicking on and why they might be clicking on it. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, websites are a science, right? You have to have an hypothesis and measure results and iterate. So I like that you pointed that out. Um, Yeah, I think we're just about at time, but I'm wondering where our listeners can connect with you to learn everything you're up to or what the cows are up to. Well, I am on LinkedIn, so people can find me there. That's where I usually do my, my professional stuff. And I am on Twitter, X x twitter i guess that's how i should say it now <laughs> and i'm uh i'm bozamozam that's my my twitter handle um i'm not there as much anymore but we'll see what happens over the next couple months so uh otherwise i am going to conferences and i am around so anybody could just reach out nice. if they wanted to do you have one scheduled for next year are you going to be at hide again or uh, I don't have one scheduled yet, but I am interested in doing a couple conferences that I have not been to in a while. So I'm going to see uh-huh. if I can get into those before I, but I don't want to give it away because if I don't, then everyone will be sad. 
<laughs> okay. So stay tuned, I guess. Follow Tim on, on LinkedIn. We'll know then. Well, great. Thanks so much for joining today. It was an awesome conversation. Yeah, thanks, Cheryl. This is great. It was very unique. Thank you. Great. Well, thanks, our, thanks to our listeners also for tuning in and catch us on the next one. All right.